What is up, my lovely headbangers? We have a very special episode today, and it is all about Miami Music Week, how to survive it, which shows to go to, and actually what it's like behind the scenes planning 20 plus shows for the week. We have a really special guest, Paul Reed. He's the founder of Blank Canvas Presents, which is one of the biggest promoters in South Florida. And they're throwing over 20 events for Miami Music Week. So you'll get to hear all about what it's like on the inside. Yes. And last year, we actually went to Miami Music Week for the first time and went to a ton of shows. I can't even keep track of the amount that we went to. We barely even slept. We were like (laughs) running on just a couple hours of sleep every night. (laughs) And if you guys didn't know, Chrissy actually does social media for them, which is pretty cool. And The reason why we decided to do this type of episode was because we've been getting a lot of requests from you guys, our listeners. Um, It seems like a lot of people want to know more about behind the scenes and learn more about how the back end works. So figured why not invite Paul because Chrissy Mm -hmm. works closely with him and he's just a good friend of ours. So, you know, why not just learn more about what it's like to put on all of these shows? You know, you got trance, house music, techno, dubstep. You got the whole spectrum, basically. Mm -hmm. So yeah, if you guys will be in Miami Music Week, hit us up. And then also, we might be giving away some sort of, you know, guest list pass. So keep listening to the episode and listen to some clues. And we'll see you all on the flip side. FBI. Is the famous Paul Reed. Yeah, I don't know about famous, but famous. Uh, <laughs> the infamous <laughs> Paul Reed. Inf- yeah, infamous, maybe. I don't know. Not, not so much famous. <laughs> um, all right, how you guys doing? Good. Well, I was gonna say you're about to be famous once everyone starts asking for all guest right. list. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not super excited about that. Um, I keep threatening to get a burner phone every year, but um, that, way, that way, like the people that need to, need to can text me and everyone else um, that I can respond on March 27th. Like, oh, I, yeah. just, I just saw this. Sorry. <laughs> Honestly, I was like, why can't we set out of offices for iMessage? Like automatic uh, reply. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Oh, well. it just comes <laughs> oh, well. with the territory. I digress. I mean, you know, yeah, you work, work in the events business. You, you know how it is. Dude, I don't even... I don't even work for you guys. And even I get guest list requests because of Chrissy. Because <laughs> oh I'm yeah, associated with I believe with- <laughs> it. Yeah, just like by association, I think my favorite yeah. one ever was uh, someone texted me, was like, yo, so like Coachella, you like got a plug? And I'm like, I, I don't work for Coachella. Or like, I had someone text me last year and they were like, yeah, so Justin Bieber tour, like, you got the hookup for that? And I'm like, what? like I throw race like what are you talking about like <laughs> starting the best I'm associated with like people in the guest list thing are hilarious like it's just uh yeah they're shameless I mean I respect their uh their ability to just go for it but like mm-hmm. yeah yeah I gotta chill sometimes on that like no for real 
So on that note, Paul, can can we get guest list? Can we get guest list for Miami Music Week? Yeah, guest list. Uh, <laughs> no. I don't think you got the guest list. You're, she's good on guest list. We'll throw her out. No problem on that one. I'm going to need a plus 16. <laughs> yeah, but that's what my friends always say to me as a joke. They're like, yo, so uh, me plus 25? Uh, yeah. They're like, uh, yeah, it's all, all good. Joe loves to text me uh, yes. that on D- he, like, DMs me that on Instagram like once a week. He's like, yo, so music week, like you got me and Chris like plus 25, right? Oh I'm like, gosh. here you go, here's the ticket link. Like, uh, you're good. That's or it's like, that, right? <laughs> hey, can I get guest list? Yeah, give me your credit card number. <laughs> yeah, that's what I really <laughs> that's like. That's my favorite. Uh, have, yeah, you that's seen, have you seen that meme that we've posted where it's like, like, oh my God, the baby's first words. And it's like guest list plus, plus six. <laughs> 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 that's amazing yeah. <laughs> i definitely feel that it's amazing yeah christy made that one a while ago and it like blew up on dubstep fbi so it was pretty hilarious you guys should use that's it for amazing. your account yeah <laughs> we definitely recycle. gonna have to use that gonna have to recycle also, that one if not i'm recycling <laughs> it on my own account right? right i'm gonna use the igram to rip that one that's fantastic <laughs> well yesi also made a video meme that i meant to show you earlier it's like um sh- baby shrimp dancing to save their lives and then it's like drugs yeah. from amsterdam playing while they're i'll have I to mean, send it's very it appropriate you. for mount you know like mm-hmm. um yeah we were just talking yeah. about video memes the other day and like if that's starting to be a thing so yeah definitely yeah. uh definitely down with the video memes it's yeah it's a constant game with the Instagram algorithm and just social media you just constantly have <laughs> yeah. to go with the trend. <laughs> I mean, like everybody's talking about now that they're going to deprioritize reels. I'm like, yo, we just spent the last like two years trying to get everyone to move to reels. And now you're going to change it. I'm like, ah, I don't know. It's a headache, but what are you going to do? I mean, that's uh, just comes to the territory if you're in the marketing game. Totally. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, before we get further into this, you know, obviously this is a very unique episode. We've never had a guest talk more about the back inside of the industry. Okay. Typically for those who are new to this season of the Filthy Beat Inspectors, typically we interview artists and just talk more mm-hmm. about their journeys and so on and so forth. But we've been getting a lot of requests from our fans to learn more about what it's like to be a talent buyer or what it's like to be an artist manager and just learn more on the backside of the industry. And so you're our first guest in this new sector of <laughs> well, our podcast. I, uh, <laughs> I feel honored. I think, uh, you know, I'd love to just, you know, share some of my experiences and obviously yeah. been in the bass music scene a long time and, uh, you know, give fans kind of some insight about what goes into putting on some of these events that people are going to. I think a lot of times there's uh, a little bit of disconnect between like why we book the our acts that we book or, you know, where events are or why it's done a certain way. And it's like, you know, there's a mm-hmm. lot of thought and, time and energy put into all those decisions so i'm sure we'll touch on a lot of those today and uh you know hopefully can give fans some insight as to why we're doing what we're doing and how we plan what we plan and you know we got a pretty crazy music week planned this year with some really great pace events so uh you know excited to, to have the fans back out and you know checking checking out our shows yes and before we get into that um, can you just maybe tell us when Blank Canvas was founded, why it was founded, and kind of how it it got its start, really? Yeah, so I'll just give you like the 60-second elevator pitch on myself <laughs> and Blank Canvas. So I got into this business in 2011. Um, I started with the Life and Color guys. Um, that's actually how I met Eric, who is my business partner on Blank Canvas. Um, he and I worked together at Life and Color for a number of years. 
Um, he was heading up a lot of the production and international touring. I was doing all the marketing, um, both here in the States and abroad. That's where we got, you know, a lot of experience with a lot of bass acts. Um, you know, we were booking a ton of, you know, bass and dubstep acts and trap stuff before it was a main stage sound, before things like Lost Lands even existed. Um, you know, we really, I think we really pioneered in a lot of ways bringing bass music to the whole country you know we were doing tours with 50 60 70 stops so eric and i were doing that um we wanted to pivot and do some non-paint party events and that's really where like the ethos for blank canvas comes from and it's mm -hmm. actually like a nod to the paint parties like a canvas um oh, and it being I like a blank canvas that. yeah exactly and like that you can do anything you want with it um and that was really the whole idea with the brand it's like we did one year of music week like under the life and color branding and like my DMs blew up about people being like, yo, so like, is that Marshmallow and Friends party a paint party? And I'm like, uh, no, it's just like a warehouse party. <laughs> yeah. So you're like, okay, we need to start a new brand. So we started mm -hmm. Blank Canvas in 2017 and, you know, just have been growing it from there, uh, you know, and continue to do Music Week and shows in Miami, Fort Lauderdale, and now in Nashville and Jacksonville as well. So, you know, we've been growing this brand and, uh, you know, it's something that we're very passionate about and, you know, we've gotten to the point now where like we started doing like four music week shows the first year. Uh, I think this year we're going to set a new record for ourselves at 25 um, across like seven different venues. So um, wow. it's been quite, uh, quite the progression, um, you know, from where we started. But, you know, Eric, myself and the rest of the team bring a lot of experience to the table. And uh, we're, we're very excited for everything that we're doing. And it's been a crazy journey considering COVID was like right smack dab in oh the middle gosh. of, you know, this journey of growing blank canvas, but you know, we're, we're full speed ahead now. And uh, you know, we're really, really just excited for the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Last year was a fun year to be a part of. Cause I feel like that was the time where everyone was waking up from COVID. Like it was finally safe to start going to shows again. And, you know, I had never really worked on the promotion side of things when I started with you guys last mm -hmm. February, 2022. And like, really, it's kind of like a sink or swim kind of deal when you're throwing 20 shows <laughs> yeah. for music. Uh, it definitely is. Like, <laughs> we definitely push you right in the deep end of the pool yeah. um, without it exploding. Um, Good thing I've taken yeah, swim I mean, lessons. <laughs> yeah, you were, you were ready. You, you did great. Uh, and it was a pleasure working with you and obviously working together again this year. But um, yeah, last year was the first year back for Music Week after, you know, the COVID stuff in 2020 nobody did anything in 2021 and then 2022 being the first year back so like people were ready you know mm -hmm. like fans were ready to get back into miami ultra was back downtown you know things just made sense again and you know we're seeing the same thing this year like you know super strong sales across the board tickets are selling out like you know deadbeats went on sale and sold more tickets than it ever has the first day and like you know we're seeing that and if you you know look at what we're doing like tickets are moving i you know i think it's going to be another crazy year like we sold out i think 21 of the 23 parties last year so we're wow. trying to repeat that again <laughs> um but yeah i mean it's uh it's been great you know and i think like everything that's happening in the scene is just like really fueling that like chrissy you and i were talking about all this acrylic stuff that's been happening and you know, just like this whole resurgence of like some new sounds that are certainly going to hit the main stage and like bringing fans in and doing like, you know, selling out MSG in like four minutes with Skrillex that's and, insane. you know, Fortad and and uh, Fred again, like that's just wild. Um, you know, I don't know any other dance act that's ever had it on sale like that and sold out an arena. Like 
I think we're, 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 yeah, I think we're like, you know, getting ready. Like we really are seeing like, a huge resurgence in this scene. And I think, you know, the next couple of years are going to be really exciting to see how these sounds change. Like not only in like the house and mainstream, but also like bass mm -hmm. music. Um, you know, bass music has changed so much in the past five years. And, you know, I'm really curious to see like where dubstep and experimental stuff goes and, you know, some of the things that the more innovative artists are doing and, you know, the uh, shows I'm going out to is it's like you're hearing stuff that's like, holy shit, like that's just wild. Right. So you guys are throwing 25 shows. Insane. <laughs> I don't yeah. even know if I'll be able to make it to all of them. <laughs> don't hit us up until uh, after yeah, music. I'm not even gonna try. Like I, yeah. I know for a fact I won't. Uh, that's a week that I don't sleep much. Yeah. Yeah. No, last year I think we went to like 15 of them together, Yessie. <laughs> that was it was a it was a very, very fun experience. Like it was just so cool to see the different crowds and like just mm -hmm. everything, so all the venues. Like, everyone, every venue is different. Every crowd's different, production's different and everything. Um, but it's like, it really just speaks to like how expansive, uh, you know, the EDM scene is and how right. inclusive it is. Like, you know, stuff from like Ajuna, which yeah. has like this older, different demographic, you know, to like the house and techno stuff, the more mainstream stuff over to like, you know, deadbeats and subtronics, like, you know, just wild bass, you know, um yeah unhinged. so it's like yeah yeah exactly yeah. like just super unhinged like going at it you know so it's yeah. like you get to see a little bit of everything and you know from the warehouses to the pools to you know the intimate clubs like mad club and freehold or you know outdoors like oasis and maps yeah it's, it's pretty wild so we'll see how many yeah. of y'all can make it through this year let's uh let's go for a new record yeah world record <laughs> how many venues in total this year so we're we're at seven venues this year um we're doing so, or excuse me, um, Mana, which is the new warehouse for this year, bigger air warehouse, better, air, lots of air conditioning, <laughs> bigger production, love it, more space. Um, yeah, we were super excited for that. And then we've got Oasis in Winwood again, um, Mad Club in Winwood, Maps in Winwood, Freehold in Winwood, and then the two pools. We are doing Nautilus again, like we did last year, and then Surf Comer uh which is a new pool for this year not so much to the bass crowd but uh you know a lot of house music doing some cool stuff with john summit fisher uh Ooh. you know the insomniac <laughs> records guys so yeah it should be uh it. yeah it should be, yeah it should be a good one um you know we're pretty excited and you know it's been uh been interesting to you know talent buy and, and help out all these and kind of do the marketing for them and you know we're, we're very happy with how the lineup came together and you know i think uh I think it's going to be, be a good year. I hope lots of people come out. Yeah. And I'm just curious, like, what goes into actually booking a venue? Because you and I have talked about it before. Like, you know, Mad Club's going to have a totally different crowd than, like, the pool. And and I'm just curious, like, what back-end things do you need to do to secure a venue like Nautilus Pool or something like that? Yeah. And I mean, how far you know, ahead? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, these venues we've worked with for years. Um, you know, we typically are working like a year in advance, two years in advance on some of these deals. But, Damn. you know, it comes from, you know, relationships we have with people in the city and, you know, in the industry and, you know, them speaking to, you know, the success our companies have and our level of professionalism. They introduce us to people and they're like, hey, you know, we heard you guys are doing great things. Um, you know, but when it comes to like choosing venues, it's, you know, about location, it's about size, um, you know, what productions there already, what makes sense. Like we were talking about with Mana, like, you know, we moved over there, we added, uh, you know, another, I, we haven't got back our fi full fire plan yet, but probably going to be 
you know, an additional five, 600 tickets. Um, and it'll just be more comfortable for fans, more restrooms, you know, more air conditioning, more space for production. Uh, you know, so it's just like what really makes sense. Um, you know, and we kind of plan our events based around what venues we have and, you know, what we think makes sense where, as far as like the vibe goes, we try and match, you know, what the parties are to what the venues are. Um, you know, cause it's like, sometimes like stuff just doesn't make sense. Like I have this super like lush, green, beautiful outdoor stage at maps. And then it's like, oh, well, I'm going to put this crazy dubstep thing there. It's like <laughs> sudden death. you know but you know we but we've done it like last year we did uh nightmare and peekaboo the day before we did a june deep you know and ophelia was there it's kind of a middle ground like it's kind of a lot like you can get away with the plants but it's also kind of hard so yeah Yeah. like you know but we even do like you know swap outs and i guess that's what i was gonna say like with the stage you know like we did nightmare and peekaboo and then came in revamped all the, the production brought in a bunch of plants because that's like, you know, it's outdoor jungle vibe and uh, did, you know, a, a deep hop show the next day. So versatility in the venue like that is, is certainly something we're looking at. And, you know, the pool is like, who doesn't love a good pool party? You know, oh my gosh. So, those yeah. were so but, fun last year. But yeah. yeah, like it, it, it <laughs> takes months of planning to, you know, really like secure these relationships and deals. And they're oftentimes longstanding deals. You know, if you look at the venues we're working with, like some of these we've been working with, you know, since we started as a company. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to your point too, you know, we see something kind of similar happening here in Denver where, you know, of course there's like Live Nation, AEG, and then there's one other really big promoter. And then we have some of our friends are like up and coming promoters Mm -hmm. and they're a little smaller. So it's a little bit harder for them to like get that, get that trust with the bigger venues and like to book some of the bigger artists, you know, they just don't have that name recognition yet as a promoter. Yeah, it's tough. Like you don't have that leverage and, you know, it's hard to get the, you know, avails and open dates, especially when you're competing with the bigger promoters. And, you know, for as much stuff as we do, we still run into that with, you know, Live Nation and AG and, you know, Insomniac to a certain extent. Like, you know, people are trying to book some of the same rooms and, you know, we're actually like looking at opening a couple of rooms of our own and, you know, just for that reason. Um, but you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's tough. Like the up and coming game when you're a promoter certainly, uh, certainly can be a battle, you know, and I, and I got a lot of respect for, for those people and came from that background myself. So I, I know what that grind's like. Yeah. Well, another thing that I'm actually curious about too, is that Miami music week leads up to ultra music festival. And obviously mm-hmm. I remember last year when Chrissy and I were trying to go to ultra, we noticed that a lot of the headliners that you booked like Zed's dead. They played at Ultra. Riot also played at Ultra and they played at the Ophelia Records takeover or not that one, maybe the Nightmare yeah, one. So there's a, a few things. Radius clauses, you know, like how do you navigate that? Yeah. So, I mean, there's a few things that, you know, kind of go on there. Like Ultra has their exclusives, um, you know, so we don't touch any of those acts. Uh, and then, like most of the other ones that are, you know, booked on Ultra, they get to play like one other show. Um, oh, you know, okay. So that's like where you get like Zed's dad or. You know, Jaws or Slander, like last year Slander played, you know, our warehouse party, and then they also played Ultra. So, you know, you see some stuff like that, but, you know, typically you can't announce that stuff until later on, like when Ultra's sold out. So you'll see a lot of question marks, um, you know, on different mm. lineups. And, uh, mm. you know, like we announced the Stub Chef show, the uh, outro closing show, you know, and I'm sure I thought you guys posted about it. And a lot of other people are talking and, you know, asking like what the question marks are. And I'm just like, Maybe there's some all tracks. Maybe they're on Okeechobee. Like that's mm-hmm. a whole other one that like people haven't really been talking about. But like 
you know, Okeechobee, if an act is on Okeechobee, I can't announce it until Okeechobee's over with. So didn't um, even think of Okeechobee. Know, yeah. So Okeechobee's yeah. another one. Um, you have SMF down here, like acts that are on SMF. You're going to see special guests and question marks that are represented of acts that are playing, you know, any of those festivals. So um, I can't give too much away, but yeah, like it's certainly like when you see question marks and blurred out names, um, I would always kind of like suggest, well, maybe that's somebody that's on one of these other, you mm -hmm. know, festivals. Yep. And there's, uh, you know, a number of things that go into those radius clauses and, you know, what can and can't be announced. And uh, yeah, it, uh, it makes for uh, some tricky negotiations <laughs> at times and tricky marketing uh, because it's like, well, I really want to tell you that it's this person, but I can't, you know? Right. Uh, but we, uh, we, we certainly <laughs> are guilty of, uh, you know, some clues here and there. So I'd say, you know, people are Instagram or people are Twitter, like, uh, you figure it out, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And I, that makes a lot uh, more sense now because of the deadbeats versus Cyclops takeover. I was like, who else would be going back to back with Zed's dead, you know? And now that makes sense. The question marks. <laughs> I asked the question, but I got no comment on that. Um, People know, in the DMs like, have been guessing that though. Someone yeah, was guessing Ganja White Knight the other day. Yeah, people, uh, you know, uh, that, that's not Cyclops yeah. records, but uh, you know, like, like there's, there's, some, there's some large artists on Cyclops records, and, you know? Um, yeah. Ganja White like Knight's not one of them. Yeah, they have yeah, their own label. <laughs> yeah, they have their own. I think that's Subcarbon. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, you know, maybe we got to run back last year's. Uh, yeah, I don't just, know. I, I, yeah. I can't. Check back with me. Um, never on that one. Never. So <laughs> Damn. That's, no. uh, yeah, definitely falls under the category of, uh, you know, things that are uh, on other festivals. And I guess you'll just have to, to piece that together and figure it out yourself, um, mm -hmm. you know, because some of these acts, you know, they, they just can't be announced. Um, and, you know, that's, uh, lets people kind of, you know, chat, but it's like, look, the stuff that's always on an app, like we didn't book it, um, because it was lame or it wasn't going to be cool. Like usually if we book somebody that's unannounced, it's because it's going to be something crazy. Like, um, you know, it's not based, but like the Oliver Heldens party, like last year, you know, we had Cascade oh as the unannounced guest and people were like, holy shit, like, uh, Cascade, uh, you know, it was like, yeah. well, we told you, like, it was blurred out, and I'm like, I can't say anything, but, uh, it's definitely gonna be sick, um, Dude, you know, we got some show. big surprises oh my God. this year for that one, too. That show was so cool, because guess who we met in the lobby? We met Armin Van Buren sitting in the lobby when we were leaving. With his Casual. wife. With his wife. Yeah. He's literally my favorite artist of all time. I was like, I have to go say hi to him. Yeah. That, um, yeah. We, that, that, that was like probably one of the most memorable moments. I just remember walking and seeing him and I had to do a double take. Like, wait, is that Armin? You're like, wait a like, minute. Is that wait, Armin? Like, no, Brian, wasn't he's, Brian? Like Brian he's was here. like, that's Armin Van Buren. And we almost walked past him. That's, that's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. I mean, David you literally mm -hmm. never know who you're going to see. Like, you can walk in somewhere to like buy a sandwich and it's like, oh, that's so-and-so or that's so-and-so. It's like, oh, this is weird. Um, I, yeah, yeah, so I, that, that makes I it fun because it's like. <laughs> I even met Habstract. I was like. Yeah, he's cool. He's funny. But yeah, I mean, it's just like everywhere you go, like there's just artists everywhere. So like as a fan, that's the one thing I love about Music Week is like you literally just never know who you're going to run into. Like you could literally 
be anywhere and run into your favorite artist on the street. And, you know, the other thing that's great about dance music is most of these guys and gals are super approachable, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and they love meeting their fans and chatting with them. And, you know, it's funny, like, um, you know, and then there's just a lot of them that live here in Miami too. So like I was walking down the street the other day and I'm like, oh, that's Sullivan King. <laughs> I'm oh, like, oh yeah, hey, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, because he lives in Miami. Like, there's there's so many of these guys that live in Miami, uh, you know, all the time. But Music Week is uh, definitely a great time to run into your favorite artists on the street. Yeah, and I want to talk a little bit about that outro party that you mentioned. Um, okay. So a couple questions for you. One, can you confirm that it is going to be bass music? It is going to be bass music. It's all dubstep. Um, so it's definitely going to be super heavy. Um, you know, we're we're putting it together as like the first dubstep bass closing party, um, you know, and it, nobody's really done that before. Like last year we did Subtronics. So I guess this would be our second year in a row because we did Subtronics last year um, and Zed's Dead, the back-to-back -back party as a Sunday closing party. But, you know, this is certainly set up as a closing party this year and it'll be the biggest dubstep event uh, of the week. You know, we have the biggest warehouse. Uh, it's on Sunday. Monster names. Um, I can definitely tell everyone, like, there's a reason that the tickets said trust us. Like, that's our little internal joke because we're like, trust me, when you see the live, you're like, damn. Um, you know, mm -hmm. and people are certainly going nuts, like, on our comments and in the DMs, like, asking who it is. And, uh, you know, we will be able to announce a lot of the names on this one, uh, you know, in March. So, you know, just uh, stay tuned and, and, and peep that. But we're excited, you know, our, our, you know, like really Genesis is from the bass music stuff. So we just want to keep, you know, feeding that community. And, you know, we do a lot of like bass shows in South Florida. Like we just had Schlump this past weekend. I got seven lines, like, you know, after um, music week and, uh, you know, a bunch of other stuff. So, you know, it's like, yo, we want our fans to, uh, you know, come out and have a good time. Yeah. And then the last question that I have is, you know, the artwork for that, it's pretty unique. Like it, it captures some buildings, some neon signs. I think it says Miami on it. Like, is there a story behind the theme for that? Yeah. I mean, you know, we, uh, we're chatting with Ben Hogan, uh, you know, an agent, uh, you know, for a lot of these big acts and, uh, Ben had, you know, this idea and was like, yo, let's just like, just do this monster base party. And, uh, yeah, myself and Eric and Cameron, who, who's on our team, we were just all talking about it. And, you know, we were going back and forth and, you know, trying to develop some different concepts. And we went through like so many names. It was insane. Uh, like trying to figure this out and like making mood boards. And it's like, well, does this work? And does that work? And it's like, you know, um, we were like, well, you know, let's, it's like Winwood is, you know, very artsy. And, you know, we were like, oh, like break beats and like some of like, the graffiti stuff and it's music so you got like record players and we do like a little throwback like og with like some tapes so we just try to like pull a lot of those elements all in together um you know and give a nod to like you know some of the origin of the dubstep stuff and like it comes a lot from like the you know 808 machines and like mm -hmm. stuff that's used in in hip-hop and like you know these old school like beats and then you know Miami and Wynwood and graffiti and you know we really try and do that on like a lot of our art you know if you look at the blank canvas stuff like over the years we've really tried to go out of our way to you know integrate with the community and we've done murals and stuff in Wynwood and hmm. you know different art and patterns and like doing different things that um you know all bring pieces of you know Miami like look Eric and I are both you know here in Miami and 
we just want to keep pushing, you know, our relationship to that and our pride for the city and, you know, the scene here. And, you know, we're, we're doing the same thing in Nashville and, you know, that's, that's growing now. And, you know, we try and reflect that in the same way, but yeah, the archer, the outro art, um, you know, a name just comes from a lot of brainstorming and conversations, uh, you know, between our team and, you know, the artist teams. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. And so when, like how far out do you basically have to start planning and curating these lineups? Basically when my music week is over, you start planning for next year. Yeah, right away. I mean, it's not that <laughs> soon, but I mean, like, you know, probably like we're coming into the fall, like the first rounds of emails will go out, you know, in like September and, you know, we start talking to people and seeing who's going to come to town and, you know, are people playing ultra? Are they playing EDC Orlando? Are they playing, oh, yeah. you know, Okeechobee? Are they playing Forbidden Kingdom? Are they playing SMF? You know, like, most of the festival stuff is done like a year in advance. Um, you know, sometimes even farther as if it's a multiple year deal or they're playing multiple festivals. So, you know, that's the thing is like, people are always like, well, why didn't you book this person? Or why didn't you book that person? And it was like, yo, they weren't even blowing up like when these deals were done for festivals. And that's why it's like, you always see like John Summit's a great one, you know, because it's like John Summit had this year where he was like stuck in limbo land where he was massive and like just blowing up, but he's playing like all these small rooms. And it's like, why is this man not on the main stage? And like, even last year at Ultra, like he was on like a side stage and there's like, you know, 15,000 people like trying to pack his little tiny stage. Yeah. But they booked him, you know, a year in advance. And it was like, yo, he wasn't that big when they booked him. Who knew? So, you know, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like there's all these interesting dynamics of like, you know, when people get booked, how that goes, when people blow up. And, you know, for Music Week, it's like trying to figure out who's going to be in town, who's not going to be in town, what artist schedules are. And, you know, sometimes it takes a long time to get that locked in. Um, you know, and once they kind of know what they're doing, then we can, you know, base off of that. And, you know, we we even are bringing acts that aren't playing, you know, anything else during the week. Like that's dead. Like they're coming in specifically for our party. It's a party that we do every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wow. Super cool. <laughs> so and many this, details. Yeah, and then this outro party is it happening at uh, Mana, the new venue? Yeah, that's that's at Mana. It's at the new venue. Um, you know, warehouse vibes. So to be cool. Yeah, um, definitely gonna step up production. You know, bring some lasers. Uh, you know, some strobes. The the standard face melting equipment. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I was checking out the drawings <laughs> for the stage the other day, and I'm like, okay, that's gonna be sick. So uh, we're excited, and you know, we always try to do something a little bit different or a little cool um every year so it'll uh it, it won't disappoint people that's for sure cool um well we actually did get a submitted question for you um <laughs> yeah and it's not if they can be on the guest list um, it's not surprisingly we might have gotten a couple of those but we'll just leave those <laughs> yeah, out we'll just, we'll just move those aside <laughs> they didn't beat the screening on those questions <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um, so we have Bry Skulls on Instagram is asking, why isn't there enough bass music in Miami? Um, okay. So, I mean, there's a, there's a long answer and a short answer. So I'll give the medium answer. Uh, you know, a lot of it has to do with radiuses that you know, we've been talking about. Um, you know, Florida is blessed and cursed, in my opinion. We're blessed because we have some of the best festivals in the country. I think our scene is right up there with New York, Texas, you know, Chicago, California. Like, we have an incredible music scene in Florida. Uh, what that also means is that we have a shit ton of festivals. Uh, and because of the festivals, it makes it very hard to do routing on a lot of these tours. So that's probably one of the biggest complaints I get from fans is like, you know, why aren't you guys bringing, you know, 
XYZ insert whoever's name tour to Florida when they're touring. And I'm like, well, I would love to, but they're playing EDC or they're playing Okeechobee or they're playing Ultra, they're playing SMF, they're playing Forbidden Kingdom, you know, which obviously blocks out, you know, a fair amount radius there. So, you know, like we're doing the Seven Lions show in April. And like the reason that that's happening is because they're not playing uh, you know, anything for Music Week and they're not playing Ultra. You know, we're not doing the affiliate record showcase that we typically do. Um, so, yeah, like it's it's very tough to navigate in Florida, uh, all the different radius clauses. And, you know, yeah, it's, it's a blessing and curse. It's amazing because there are so many festival opportunities for fans. Um, but it's also difficult because you can't get some of those uh, as readily as you can other places, you know, like Nashville, we're doing a lot of tours and, you know, it's, uh, it's been great to watch that scene grow, but Florida, Florida, yeah, Florida's less encouraged in the, in the touring realm. Yeah. Did you start throwing shows in Nashville because you saw an opportunity there where there was. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, a little bit of an opportunity plus, uh, you know, Cameron, who's an old friend of ours that, uh, you know, worked with us at Life in Color and, you know, was doing some spring break stuff uh, and is a talent buyer and artist manager in his own right, had moved to Nashville and he was like, hey man, like, you know, we, we should do some shows here and, you know, we're, we wanted to uh, route some stuff elsewhere in the Southeast and, you know, it just makes sense. And uh, yeah, it's been, been a great market and we got a lot of great shows coming up. We just did Nightmare there and we're doing the Kazo tour. I got a lot of luxury, oh, yeah. Boogie T next week um steve aoki so you, we do a lot of like commercial and base stuff in that market and um yeah it's it's been really great and uh i'm actually headed up there next week for the the T show and we're doing their tour but uh you know that's another place where we're investing a lot of time and energy but right now it's all music week all the time uh we're just trying to stay focused on that and uh get things knocked out yeah, yeah. live and breathe miami music week <laughs> that's ah, for absolutely. sure <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually ran into an interesting situation on my flight to Miami. Uh, like this is like off topic kind of, but basically yeah. I was like, all right, Chrissy, I'm going to buy my flights to Miami music week. Finally, this was like a week and a half ago. And so I bought my one-way flight to you through United, but because I yeah. used some miles plus money, they said that, that I was spending too little money and they canceled my flight altogether. Oh, and I didn't, I didn't realize until like a couple of days later. And then they, I called, I, I talked, I chatted a support agent and then they basically said that they canceled the flight. And then I told Chrissy about it and she said, the flight is still here. It's not canceled. So then I told the support agent, like, I still see the flight. Can't you just give it to me the same price that I tried buying right. it at, even without the points. And they basically jacked it up to like $560 one way. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I am not a so, fan of United. Like, you talk to anybody that travels a lot, and like, United definitely has a, a bad rap <laughs> for uh, not being the best. I know. And like, I was a Delta, like, I was always flying Delta, always. I had status with them, and I would always get upgraded for free. But it's not a hub in, in Denver, and it's a United hub. So, yeah. So that there's no, tough. yeah, there's no nonstop flights with Delta. Like everywhere I want to go, I have to do a layover and I, yeah, want you gotta to avoid, go to yeah I want to avoid Atlanta and Salt Lake city at all costs. Mm -hmm. Cause those are my two layover spots. <laughs> yeah. Atlanta is terrible. I try to avoid Atlanta all costs. Like that airport is just a circus always, but uh, that's yeah. terrible. Well, hopefully you got something figured out on that. I mean, Spirit, uh, unfortunately, oh my God, uh, we're going to get there. I'm going to pray for you. Um, and I hope, hope that you arrive on time. 
Um, <laughs> unfortunately, you know, like 14 delays later, you might get there on like Thursday. Um, but uh, yeah, that's the plan. That yeah. Works out. yeah. But um, yeah, I'm going to hit up Chrissy and be like, hey, Chrissy, you better have a margarita ready for me. So, <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, called for there. Tequila shot, something. You know, I'm down. <laughs> well, I just have one more question for you until we wrap things up. Um, okay. And I'm just curious because, like, when I started Dubs of FBI back in 2020, I had no idea I was getting into this industry. Like, I didn't even know what the industry was. And so, I'm I'm very curious. You know, if you had one tip for people who are looking to get into the electronic dance music industry, what would it be? Uh, yeah, it's a question I get a lot. Um, you know, just like people are curious, like you know how I got started or what advice I would give. And like to be honest with you, like it's going to sound super generic, but like the best advice I can give is network. Um, you know, it's like just network, meet people. I think you'll be surprised how friendly people are, um, you know, and willing to, you know, share some knowledge with you and, you know, invite them out, buy them a cup of coffee, chat with them, you know, don't be afraid to reach out and talk to people. Um, you sure you'll probably get a few people that are dickheads, but like at the same time, there's just as many, like, you know, really quality, genuine individuals that are in this business. And, you know, if you're hungry and, you know, aren't afraid to get your feet wet and, uh, hands a little dirty, there's certainly opportunity. Uh, I would think, you know, it's not something that is just going to be given to you by any means for those of us that have been in this business a long time. Like it's awesome. You know, but uh, network, meet people. You literally just never know who somebody is or, who, well, you know, what they might be able to do for you or what you might be able to do for them down the road. And, you know, it's funny. I look back at like my first couple of, you know, WMC music weeks and like people that, you know, I met and like they were bloggers and like in college and I was like in street teams. And I was like, you know, I look around now, like those people are managers and agents and like, mm. you know, heads of dance music at, you know, streaming services. And it was like, at that time, we had no idea what any of us would be doing, you know, 10 years from now. And, you know, I think that's the case a lot of times, like you just literally never know who might be that next massive artist or, you know, manager, or agent or, you know, promoter. And, uh, you know, you get a long way just being nice to people. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. I mean, one of my mentors, I, I love that advice of networking, because one of my mentors told me that your network is your net worth. Mm -hmm. And that has stuck with me ever since then. And just to like, tell you a quick story here, like I'm wearing this hoodie here, Blazy Susan. Yeah. <laughs> so shout out Blazy Susan. I, so I got laid off from my software sales job last year. I was with the company for like two and a half years and got laid off out of nowhere. Pretty much like everyone else in the tech industry right now, everyone's experiencing layoffs. Yeah. And I applied to hundreds and hundreds of jobs, went through so many interviews. Like you can even ask Chrissy how many interviews I went through. And it was just like hell. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, you know, some of the companies I did like five to six interviews per company yeah, to then be told, yeah, to then be told, oh, sorry, we changed our hiring process or, oh, sorry, we went with someone else who had one more year oh. of experience than you, but we loved your presentation. Best of luck, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, Thanks, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, went to a a show out in Denver, met the CEO of Blazy Susan, and then we just networked and talked, and now I'm leading sales at Blazy Susan. So yeah, that's amazing. I mean, there you go. That's, that's <laughs> like, exactly it. Like, you just literally never know. Um, yeah. You know, I you always tell know. people, like, yeah, like, you know, that that's such a great example, and, you know, I, I do always tell people, like, just when you meet someone, don't ask them for something right away. Like I mm -hmm. like, that's not good networking, you know, like, oh, I met somebody and immediately, Hey, 
let me send you my music. Let me send you this. Guest Let me list. send you that. You do this. Yeah, guest list, whatever. It's like, oh my God. Just meet people, yeah. <laughs> be friends with them, interact with them, treat them like a real human and not like, you know, a transactionable good that has value in the sense of like, you know, book my artist or, you know, give me on the guest list or give me a job. It's like, you know, just be friends with people. And, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, it'll, it'll go a long way for you. And that's awesome. You know, glad to hear you. Uh, network your way right to a job. It's, uh, it certainly happens a lot uh, once you're, you know, in a particular industry. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And who knows, maybe uh, I'll be hitting you up out- outside of this interview for uh, Blazy Susan stuff. Cause yeah, you never, you uh, never we, know. You definitely talk on there. Uh, that's yeah. Another conversation. <laughs> exactly. No. Yeah. But I, to your point too, of like people just asking for things right away, Chrissy and I see that all the time with like welcome record stuff, you know, they'll meet us and then they'll be like, mm-hmm. Hey, here's my music. Or they'll send us demos through our dubstep BI email. And it's kind of like dubstep BI and welcome Yo, records, not yeah, associated. Like not, not the same thing. Yeah, not like, the same. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, you could have just been friends, like just, you know, been nice and like mm-hmm. I organically checked your music out eventually. I mean, like, Oh, that's cool. Like, yo, we should find one of these. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. Like I can understand and respect the shameless self promo because like you don't promote yourself, nobody else will. Um, but there's also like a balance there, you know, and like I don't know, people would like just get an ego for no reason. And I'm like, yo, y'all just you need to chill. Like, uh just just be normal. like we're all people here. Yeah. Put out the energy you want to receive back. Yeah, exactly. I I'm totally aligned with that. Yeah. Cool. Well, is there any last words that you have for the audience who's listening now? Um, yeah, I'd love to see everybody in Miami. Come see us in Miami and be like, I think we're living in an exciting time for bass music and dance music and everything else. And I'm just excited to see like where things are going to go and, you know, how much dance music is going to continue to grow. Like people seem to think that dance music was going to like go away with COVID. And it's like, yo, we're back. We're better than ever. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm super stoked to see like the whole industry, you know, get behind Skrillex and everything he's doing and all the new albums. And like, I'm excited to see whom he's going to inspire because it's going to mm-hmm. be exactly what we were talking about. These kids that are in their bedrooms listening to both his albums, um, those kids are going to be the Porter Robinsons and Mattions of, you know, 10 years from now. And I'm excited to see where that goes, um, you know, and who those people will be and how much it changes and grows the industry. But uh, yeah, I'm... Uh, and excited for music week. So thank you again for having me and, and let me share a little bit of, you know, what we're doing and, you know, some insight on how the back end of this industry works. Like fans, you know, always are at shows and get to see the product of our work, but not necessarily, you know, the things that go into it. Absolutely. That's so inspiring about the next Porter Robinson. I literally got the chills. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. Like if you look back 10 years ago, Phyllis was tweeting about Porter, um, you know, and like, Hey, you need to check this kid out. Like he's going to be something. And then you look at Porter today and it's like, the man has his own festival. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, yeah. like he's got second sky down, he's done all these incredible things. And it's like, yeah, I mean, it, it gives you chills. Cause it's just like, you know, that someone listening to those albums is going to be inspired and mm-hmm. be the next porter or you know main the next skrillex yeah, yeah the next skrillex like you just you never know and i think that's one of the things i love about dance music is like it's not gatekept in the same way by like a lot of large labels like country music and pop music and rap is you know a kid literally in his bedroom can put out a banger 
and yeah. become a superstar. Change his you know? life. Yeah, it changes Literally. life. You know, you look Ray at like smoker. Yeah, Ray Volpe with laser beam, you know, the Java Summit yeah. stuff, mm-hmm. Change Craze even. Like, yeah, yeah, Craze. Yeah, the Do It To It song. Like, yeah, Charlie's an old friend of mine. And like, I've known those guys for years and he's been hustling in Florida. And like, yeah, I put that song on. I'm like, dude, holy shit. Like, he went from, you know, playing small gigs to every festival in the world. Like, <laughs> Ultra so design. yeah. Yeah, it's just, yeah. it's inspiring and, uh, you know, it's uh, going to be interesting to see what comes of this, you know, because I think it's going to have a lasting effect for years. You know, his last album certainly created the dubstep scene as we know it today. So, like, what, what are these going to mean, you know, mm-hmm. 10 years from now? Yeah. Well, as a Filthy Beat Inspectors, we will be on the lookout. <laughs> yeah, investigating. you guys will know what's, uh, what's, <laughs> uh, what's next and hot and I'm excited to see what artists you guys bring on this year and you know other uh, other guests and you know the insights they're going to share with people oh yeah well thank you for joining us you're very welcome yeah. and uh, I'll see you guys both in Miami in, uh, in a month we're like a month away so yeah uh, guest list excited for that <laughs> maybe, <laughs> oh my God. maybe. Uh, you talk to uh, talk to my inbox uh, contact uh, the contact email is open influencer <laughs> apps are open yesy yeah yeah you mean influencer we, we just brought All some right. people on the team I'll, so hell yeah brother I'll be an influencer <laughs> uh, yeah content creator as we like to oh say my um, but uh, yeah it was great chatting with you guys and uh, yeah I'll see you both in a month Yes, super excited about it. And uh, thanks again for joining us.